Welcome back to another episode of Press On. I'm Pastor Aaron Rios. As always, I consider it a privilege and an honor to be able to spend time with you and share the words that the Lord puts on my heart. If you've been enjoying this series, if it's been encouraging you and inspiring you to press on towards the cause of Christ, then I would invite you to take a couple of moments and share this podcast with some friends. And I'd even invite you to go online to iTunes or to the other outlets where this podcast is available and write up a quick review. Your review will help this podcast gain some greater exposure so we can get the word of God out to more people. And too many of us, we began the race, the initial phase of faith. Maybe you answered an altar call or maybe you received a track and you prayed the prayer. And so in that you may have experienced new life. Maybe you were born again. Maybe you were brought to life. God created something in you. And certainly we know he created all people in their mother's womb. But I'm talking about the spiritual inception, the beginning point, the originating moment when the word of God came alive in you. But you've become satisfied with just a a, a rear view mirror experience. I was created. God did something in me. The glory days are behind me. The experience of what was, but God has yet to put his hands on you and begin to shape and mold you and form you like the clay. You're still clay in his hands, but God wants to form you, mold you, make you and shape you, and then put you in the fire. Welcome to Press On with Aaron Rios, lead pastor of Garden City Church, located in Beverly, Massachusetts. We pray that you are enriched, challenged, and inspired to press on towards the cause of Christ. I want to talk to you about the God who creates and the God who then takes what's been created and puts his hands on it and begins to form, mold, and make it. These are distinct processes and they're not one in the same, as we're going to learn today. And too many of us, we've began the race, the initial phase of faith. Maybe you answered an altar call or maybe you received a track and you prayed the prayer. And so in that you may have experienced new life. Maybe you were born again. Maybe you were brought to life. God created something in you. And certainly we know he created all people in their mother's womb, but I'm talking about the spiritual inception, the beginning point, the originating moment when the word of God came alive in you, but you've become satisfied with just a a, a rear view mirror experience. I was created. God did something in me. The glory days are behind me. The experience of what was, but God has yet to put his hands on you and begin to shape and mold you and form you like the clay that God wants you to be. Like the clay, you're still clay in his hands, but God wants to form you, mold you, make you and shape you, and then put you in the fire. Oh, the fire brings refinement. The fire will solidify the work of his hands, tempering it, making it strong, making it from a mound of clay into a vessel of honor. The God who created you is the God who is faithful to make you. When we read Genesis 1-1, I want you to pay special attention to the words that are being used. 
And then we're going to compare it to Isaiah chapter 43. Let's begin. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This passage begins by letting us know that there is an originating point in creation, in history, in space and time when the earth came into being. But Genesis 1-1 is picking up on the point following the creation. I want you to know that the time that the earth was there is nothingness. It, it, it doesn't quite matter at what point the earth was made because even though it was made, it is nothing until it becomes formed. Uh, so the originating point of when the earth came into actual existence, I imagine it would have come into existence just as everything else came into existence by the speaking of God's word. What we know at this point is that whatever is there and is being called the earth is a formless, empty, void, dark mass of water. But pay special attention to the reality of this because even in the midst of nothing, even in the midst of darkness, we find the Spirit of God. Oh, like the prophet said, where can I go to hide from the presence of God? Let's go ahead and look at Isaiah 43, 1, and then we're going to build this thought today. And I believe it's going to bless you. And I believe that you are going to recognize that not only is there hope in your future, but God wants to take you from point A, which is the inception. And he wants to move you uh, 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 into a conception. And he wants to he wants to take what is his idea and birth it and bring it to life through you. Let's go ahead and read Isaiah 43 1. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Have you ever felt formless, empty, void? Now check this out. All things exist for a purpose. When you were born, you began your journey. Uh, and you began it in what I like to call a, a default position or your starting block. I remember I bought my daughter a, a, a Lego kit for Christmas. And on the cover of that Lego kit, there is an image of a dinosaur. But when you open the box, how many of you know there is no dinosaur in the box? W what is needed is time with the pieces to take what is there and begin to put the pieces in the proper order and structure in order to mold and shape and form uh, what the pieces are intended to become. Now, whoever put the pieces in the box, put every piece that is needed, but it still requires formation in order for the pieces to be utilized and in order for the potential to be realized. We've put together the dinosaur and we left off one piece and it just did not look right. Every piece was necessary in order to bring the pieces into the proper form and shape for that dinosaur to come alive. Now, there is nothing that exists tangibly, physically, that does not first begin 
in the mind or the heart, the spiritual and the in the imagination of the one conceiving the idea. There is a point of inception when the, the vision or the dream of whatever it is, take the motor vehicle or the airplane or many of the other greatest inventions began as ideas without means to bring them into reality. But the dreamer kept dreaming. And at some point, the right pieces came together to bring the dream into reality. So there is nothing that exists, nothing of value that was not created without intention. Everything has intention. Everything has purpose, either to meet a need or a function. All things of value exist with great intention. And this is why you must know that you existed in the heart and mind of God. God brought you into existence with purpose, a high purpose. All great things begin small. They're often conceived as simple elementary ideas or plans. From the least often comes great things. Don't you know that? The, the dream is the first step in the process. Where are you in your process? Are you still just a dream? Maybe somebody believes something about you. Maybe somebody believes you're going to break that addiction. Maybe somebody is dreaming that you're going to accomplish something great. There may be people dreaming. Where are you in that dream? Maybe you're dreaming for yourself. You still in dream phase? You hoping to arrive or be one day something that you currently are not? I want you to know that you are in process. Does it feel like you're always in motion but never arriving? God has more for you. You've got to put hope before you. The definition of hope, there's more in my future. The definition of hope that what I'm experiencing today may be tough, may be difficult, but there's hope in my future. So let's go ahead and take a look at what Isaiah 43.1 says. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Oh, this is an incredible promise that God is giving Jacob. But I believe that the essence of this promise transcends time and is a promise that you and I can rest in. Let's take a look at, at, at this. Let's break it down. First of all, when we meet Jacob, what do we know about him? Uh, he's in what I like to call the blister pack. He's in that default position, a default form, much like my daughter's Lego set. When we first meet him, He's, he's the pieces of what is yet to come. Uh, he's been created, but he's not yet formed. He's not yet molded. He's not yet shaped. So what we know is that his current condition is not his final destination. His current condition is not his final condition. And this is the good news that I pray you can take hold of is that God is God's intent in how he met you is not to leave you as he found you. God's intent is not to leave you as he found you. When I when I look at the name Jacob, Yaakov, it means supplanter. Jacob's, the origin of his name is a definition of his character. He's a schemer. He's not, he's not wholesome. But after an encounter, his name is changed to Israel. 
His name is changed to Israel as one who strives or contends with God. Now, when I glance back to Genesis 1-1, I see a similarity here. And I have to ask, what makes the difference? What makes the difference? Uh, because God creates the earth and it's formless and void. We met Jacob. I, the Lord, created you. I created you, Jacob. And in the created state, we see formlessness or voidness, or we see in, as in Jacob's life, we see broken, we see supplanter, we see a crook, a schemer. Oh, we see in the created phase, we see purpose. The purpose began at inception, but the purpose is not fully realized or visible or, or even enacted. And so life begins at conception. But your purpose began at your inception. Life begins at conception. But the true life and your true purpose began long before you were ever created. When you were conceived in the mind of God. What causes the change in Jacob from go to from supplanter? What causes the change in Jacob to move from supplanter to promise? And what you find, much as in the earth, it's God's spoken word. His word changes everything. It's his word that makes the difference. Today, God is still speaking. And that word that God is speaking can change hearts and lives and minds and destinations. Are we listening? One of the things I believe God would speak to all of us is, I created you with a higher purpose and I, I wish to form you. I created you with a higher purpose, but I want to form you. So maybe the question is, what? do you wish to form me into? Well, let's back up. Let's look at Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations before you were born. God has knowledge of you and your purpose. God has knowledge of you and has a purpose for you that began before conception, which is a coming together of materials. His purpose began at the inception, the fundamental beginning. Your life began at conception, but your purpose began at inception. Is the purpose and process? What is God doing in your life? Do you recognize that his purposes, the reason why so many of you are going through hardships in life, so many of you are going through difficulty in life. It's not because God is mad at you. It's not because God is angry at you. And dare I say it, it's not because God is judging you. It's because God is forming you. There are times when God is judging, correcting, disciplining. But there are times when God allows the difficulty in your life to shape, mold, and form you. Has your purpose come alive? Or is your spirituality simply philosophical principles to live by? Do you see the evidence of God forming you? Do you see evidence of God's presence? Do you believe in a higher purpose and a plan for your life? So let's go back to that question. What is God forming you into? Oh, please don't miss this. Romans 8, 28, 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. Symorphos. Conformed. That is to, to be change into the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters what does this mean to be conformed into the image of christ 
Well, it means that you're not just destined to look like Jesus. Now watch this. This word symorphos, it, 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 it's God's intention that you share the same inner essence, identity, nature, and behavior. Your current condition is not the final condition. Maybe you got saved and, and you're not seeing deep evidence. It's okay. You're still in process. When we look at Romans 12 too, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now in this word, in, in, in this verse, the word conform is matizo. Suschesmatizo. This infers being molded like clay. This isn't the same change expressed in Romans 8. This is an outward change. But symorphos, this is a complete inward change. God has predestined you to be transformed on the inside. But the world wants to keep that inside change from happening by pressuring you, shaping you, and molding you like clay to the patterns of the world. But God is commanding internal change, inward change. Have you changed? We have to change on the inside. Are you changed on the outside? What's outside change looks like carrying your Bible and going to church and saying the right things and picking up the right habits. Oh, but inward change. That leads to a new pursuit, new passion, new hungers. It leads to a renewed mind. What is God forming you into? Oh, look at this. 1 Corinthians 8.3. If anyone loves God, he's known by God. See, I believe that God is forming you into someone who loves God. That, that's the ultimate change. The formation is all about turning you into someone that truly knows and loves God. Do you know him? Do you love him? Are you looking to be renewed? Listen, something only stays new as it's renewed. You have to be daily renewed. To be new yesterday is to be old today. Have you been renewed today? This is the year I believe God has laid more than a theme. God has laid more than a theme in my heart. God is pouring out an initiative. The God who made you is the God who formed you. This is a year of formation. This is a year where God is forming. Certainly God is forming in every year. But I think there's something particular about the year 2020 with all that's been transpiring that God is in the business of shaping, molding, forming, changing, transforming for a purpose. You may not know the purpose, but typically the purpose is to equip you for what is yet to come. God is in the business of preparing you for what is yet to come. This is the journey of life. We grow, we shape, uh, we take on new shapes and new processes because we're actually in a changing mode for what is yet to come. God holds your future. God has plans for you. Are you ready? Are you ready to let God form you? God who created you is the God who makes you. God took Jacob from crook to promise. 
It wasn't until God put his hands on him and began to speak his word to him. God speaks his word to you today. Be changed, be transformed, be shaped, be molded, be new, be renewed, be made new. Keep pushing towards the prize that God has for you. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up everyone who is in the sound of my voice right now, recognizing that you've got greater plans and greater things ahead of us. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would do a mighty work in us, that you would shape us and change us and mold us and transform us into the beautiful image of your Son. Oh, Father, I pray that those plans that are in heaven, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. God, in the lives of your people, transform us into people who love you, who want you, who know you. God, give us hearts after you, oh Lord, my God. Make me a man or a make a, a, a woman or a child or whoever is listening right now. Make us people who are passionately in love with you, that we would know you. Father, we ask you that you would mold us like the earth was formless and void in the beginning until you began to speak your word. And it tells us that the spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. So I'm reminded that even in the bleak, formless darkness, oh, Oh, you are there, you are there, you are there. So God, we invite you into the moment. We invite you now to a work in your people. That we would be people with an evident change in our life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let God mold you. Don't resist the molding process. Let him take you from where you are into what he has for you. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Aaron. As always, I'm grateful that you chose to be with me. If this message blessed you or you'd like to reach out, you can message me at pastor at gardencitychurch.net. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. If today's message encouraged you to keep running the race, we invite you to share this message with others. You can join Pastor Aaron weekly at Garden City Church in person or online. Till next time, keep pressing on.